back to find the way. I uh, apologize, it's been a little more than a week like I was wanting it to be to get this episode out to you. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, I'm back and I'm glad to be back. And uh, we're going to go today <clears throat> going into flow with Proverbs 3 verse 5. Um, to trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. I think it'll be of help to you to let's go deeper into uh, the why, the why we trust God. There are attributes of God, uh, character traits that he has that if we understand them and who he is, uh, it's so much easier for us to be able to place our trust in him. And I think we'll start by looking at the attribute of sovereignty. Uh, Sovereignty means uh, a supreme power or authority. Uh, a controlling influence over you. We see God's sovereignty all throughout the Bible. Um, you know, Colossians 1, 16-17, For by Him all things were created, in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible. Uh, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through Him and for Him. And He is before all things. And in him all the things hold together. And we also see in Matthew uh, chapter 10 verse 29. uh, Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? And not one of them will fall to the ground apart from your father. But even the hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear not therefore you are more value than many sparrows. And how encouraging is that to hear today that. That God cares for us so much more than the birds of the air. That uh, he provides food for them day in and day out. Cares for them in that way. And he cares for us so much more. There are just two uh, passages throughout the Bible that tell us of his sovereignty. Um, Those two I read, they're just... Two that that I chose that I thought would help shed light on his sovereignty. For many of us, uh, especially those who are in addiction, you know, we have control issues as well as authority issues. We feel as if we have to be in control of everything all the time. (laughs) Why, you may ask. Because I know I did at times. Possibly because truly... We don't trust God or others for the outcome of the situation that we may be in at the time. Uh, We are trying to control the very things that are out of control, which is our own life. In addiction, we're bound to the idols that we serve, whether it be drugs, alcohol, food, shopping, gambling. You see, if we have allowed these things to be our master, then we are slaves to them. The Bible tells us um, in Romans 6, 16, don't you realize that if you present yourselves to anyone as obedient slaves, you are slaves of the one whom you obey, either of sin, which leads to death, or of obedience, which leads to righteousness. So I ask you today, who, who are you a slave to? Are you a slave to sin? 
or are you a slave to death? And only you can answer that question. So in addiction, you're trying to be your own master, to control the very thing that that you've devoted your life to. But actually, that very thing, it has taken control of you. It makes us feel lost and torn, helpless even. Almost like there's no way out. There is only one true way out. That way is trusting Jesus with your life. Trusting him for your need to get out of the dark and allow him to bring you into the light. Once we give up our will for ourselves in this life and look to Jesus to carry us through it, then we're not in control anymore. We are trusting in his sovereignty. We trust him with our very souls, then how much more can we trust him for our day-to-day lives? We have to trust him to protect us from people who may seek to do us harm. Trust him to provide for your daily needs, uh, whether it be clothes or food or housing. Uh, He provides all these things. Nothing is too big for God. You see, once we come to Christ and accept his finished work of the cross, then, then we're actually laying down our lives, just as he laid down his life for us. And he gives us new life. Just as he arose from the dead, so do we. We arise from the tomb free, free of the past, present, and future sins. All that baggage of debt is gone, and it's gone forever. We're now alive in Christ. So as a person who is free of the past, we look to him for tomorrow. For the very breath you just took, that that breath was from him. Everything you have is from him. And he's just letting you be a steward of it today. And he only does that for his plans and his purposes. As a sovereign Lord, everything within creation is his he rules over it and nothing can be hidden from him he is light you know once light shines on an object that may be in darkness it is no longer in the dark it is now brought to light and so that is the same way with our lives once he shines his merciful love Upon our darkened hearts, it's no longer dark. It is now new and full of light. Um, Another attribute that I'd like to look at today um, is the attribute of love. You know, the Bible tells us that God is love. 1 John uh, chapter 4 verse 8. Anyone who does not love does not know God because God is love. And also Romans 5, 8. God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. You know, the problem I think we have with that word love is our definition of it. Um, We as people tend to define it as an assurance of affection. You know, and that's what we all seek. We want to feel needed and desired by others. 
it helps us um, to have that emotion, that, that emotional feeling of love. But you see, ever since the fall of, in the Garden of Eden, we've been separated from our one true love. Adam once walked with God and he talked with God and he experienced true love from his creator. God provided for all of Adam's needs in the garden with food and fellowship. He gave him a woman. He gave him woman because it wasn't good for man to be alone, he tells us. So after Adam and Eve sinned in the garden, they were kicked out of it and cursed to work the soil and bear children. And their fellowship with God was torn. Without the ability to meet with God, we feel lonely. And we will begin to look for something to fill the void that's within us. The void of lack of love. God did not stop loving man. He immediately made a way for man in the garden. He made atonement for him. Um, The Bible tells us that he placed animal coverings on them. The blood of those animals was a sign of what was to come. The shedding of Jesus' blood. Romans 6.23 For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ our Lord. The point here is without the love of God in your life, You will look for it wherever you may find it. And we will look to things for it, not just people. Our minds think love is something that makes us feel good. That's not what love really is. The Bible tells us that love is patient. It's kind. It doesn't envy or boast. It's not arrogant. It's not jealous. It doesn't brag on itself. It doesn't shame or disrespect or seek its own honor. It's not easily irritated. It doesn't take offense. It believes the best for others. And it doesn't take failure as defeat. Love never gives up. The only place we can find such a love as that is in Jesus. His love never fails. And it never gives up on you. So stop. Stop looking to things to make you feel loved. And look to the one that paid it all so that you might know love. Um, I hope that these two attributes help you to think about who God is and who you are in him. And remember that love never fails, guys. Uh, Even though we fail every day and we may look at ourselves with shame and regrets at times, God doesn't look at us like we look at ourselves. God sees Jesus. He sees the work of Jesus. And that work cost him dearly. It cost him his son. He loves you. He wants to be with you. He wants to be intimate with you. And he wants you to live your life full of joy. Not happiness, but joy.
For the joy of the Lord is my strength. Nehemiah tells us. So when I catch myself being weak during the day, I know it's because I've allowed the enemy to come and steal my joy through the day at some point to begin to implant things in my mind that aren't true, such as um, I'm not worthy. But the truth is, is we are worthy because he is worthy. God doesn't see you like you see yourself. Thank God for that. What a blessing. His love is so great that he gave his all. And so as we um, separate today, I really want encourage you to think about those attributes of God. Um, and to ask God this week to show you more of himself and his character traits. And that way you can understand your Father in Heaven better. So until next time, guys, blessings to you.